the point after show. He's going savage. Run for your life. And that was a disgraceful performance in my opinion. We threw that game. We gave it away by doing that. We gave him the freaking game. In my opinion, that sucked. Uh, playoffs? What are talking about? Playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. The Point After Show. What can you do? I mean, there's nothing you can do. You can't do anything. There's nothing. We can't do We couldn't throw. We throw an interception. It's just... The Point After Show. The best goddamn fantasy football show in the world. Ready? Let's go. Hey yo, what is up listeners? Thanks for tuning in to the Point After Show podcast where we talk all things fantasy football. We have a jam-packed episode full of fantasy football fun for you guys. We're talking week six this episode. We're talking injuries, who to start, trade values, and even a little special segment dedicated to our hometown area. So stick around for that. I'm the host with the most fantasy football points, Eddie Skarupa. With me, as always, are brothers Polly Bagawalnuts and Tommy three-team parlay, Lipko. And lastly, but certainly not leastly, Joe Cavi, the producer, Caviston. What's up, fellas? You ready to talk some fantasy football? Let's do it, baby! Week six is about to be in the books! All right, let's, uh, we have a lot on our plate, so let's jump right into injury news. I'll start off with the quarterbacks. We have Cam Newton coming out of a concussion last week. He was out Practiced fully on Thursday, which is good news for Cam Newton owners. Derek Anderson last week kind of sucked, put up, I think, seven or eight fantasy football points. Not a good backup if you had Cam Newton. Cody Kessler, he was upgraded to full practice on Thursday also. He might be a, a good start this week if you're looking for a bi-week filler, but uh, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't really suggest him. All right, on to Tom for running backs. Let's first start off with Arian Glass Hamstrings Foster. They say he's going to be back. Fully ready to go this week against the Pittsburgh Steelers. I have him as a low RB2. We also have Mark Ingram, who was absent from the Saints practice on Thursday with an illness. Unless that illness is something crazy, I expect him to play this week. We also have Jeremy Hill dealing with a chest injury upgrade to full in Thursday's practice. He'll be ready to go this week versus the Patriots. Theo Riddick remains sidelined at Thursday's practice with an ankle injury. Dwayne Washington also sat out with some ankle problems. With the signing of Justin Forsett, who knows what's going to go on with the Lions' backfield this week, but I'm expecting Theo Riddick to play at this point. My man, Jamal Charles, is back. Spencer Ware owners, beware. Jamal Charles is coming for those touches, whether it's handoffs, receptions. Look out. Green Bay Packers coach Mike McCarthy said Eddie Lacy's ankle injury is good to go. Let's see what happens on Sunday. James Starks is going to be out this week, so I expect Eddie Lacy to try to rush through and get this injury back going. Let's go to Paul now with the wide receivers. Yeah, guys, uh, so Julian Edelman has remained limited at Thursday's practice with a foot issue. Sammy Coates remained sidelined at Thursday's practice with a finger laceration. Uh, That's bad news for all the waiver wire pickups this week. Mike Wallace was upgraded to full coming off of a chest injury. Willie Sneed is finally, uh, well, what he calls 95% ready to go. He's uh, coming off a bye. He's definitely good to go this week playing against Carolina. Randall Cobb uh, actually practiced today, which is good news with that neck injury that he suffered last week. Had a big week. Good to see him back. Des Bryant, the saga of Des Bryant, is he going to be back? Is he not? Is Dallas going to hold him out a little longer? We'll know over the weekend. He practiced today. That's a good sign for Des Bryant owners. 
Not so good sign for Steve Smith owners. He did not practice today. He is not expected to play. Uh, go look at and go get Kamar Aiken. He's going to see all the snaps in the slot with Smith sideline. Let's move over to tight ends and cabin. All right, on to the big uglies. So Jordan Reed has another concussion. Uh, I think he has more than Chris Benoit at this point. When they do his uh, CT scan, he's going to light up like a Christmas tree. Vernon Davis could add a little bit of uh, value here for you if they wheel him out of the nursing home to take over. Deshaun Jackson, he's going to see some increased catches, and Garcon could too. They're going to give you some added value this week. Tyler Eifert hurt his back. He's not going to play. Still hold on to him. Don't drop him yet. He's a Notre Dame guy. He's a tough guy. One of the best tight ends in the league. Eric Ebron, if uh, you're counting on him to make your team any better, I'm sorry for your team. He's not going to play. He's considered week to week, so uh, sorry if you were counting on him to make a difference this week. All right, that's our injury report. Our next segment is called Keep, Drop, Trade. I'm going to toss off some, uh, toss out some fantasy football names and get Tom and Paul's opinions on whether you should start them, get rid of them, or hoard them on your bench. Drop it like it's hot. Drop it like it's hot. Drop it like it's hot. First one I'd like to ask Tom about is Jamal Charles. Geez, Ed, why are you asking me about Jamal Charles? Is it because I have this guy recently traded for him? He's definitely a keeper. He's coming back. Spencer Ware is going to take a backseat to the Jamal Charles train. I, I don't know what else to say here. He's definitely a keeper. Unless you could get a crazy, ridiculous trade for the guy, definitely keep him. I don't know why we would even consider a drop here unless he goes out and gets hurt this week. He's a keeper in my book. Yeah, I agree 100%. I believe uh, Jamal Charles is definitely a keep also. Um, I think at best right now, though, he's probably an RB2. Uh, you got to temper your expectations in this week. Spencer Ware is still going to get a bulk of the carries till he gets 100%. All right, Paul, this one's for you. Dez Bryant. Dez Bryant, in my opinion right now, is tradable material. Uh, he still has the name. He still has that big wide receiver flash. Everybody still thinks Dez Bryant can pull it together and, and have a big season. I'm uh, I'm not a believer in him. If you look at his uh, his schedule coming through the, uh, especially around playoff time, he plays defenses like the Eagles, the Vikings, the Ravens, all tough defenses against uh, the receiver. And quite honestly, I still question his health. I just uh, I don't see him being someone that you're going to be able to trust week in and week out. I try to get a good trade, maybe an RB one or um, a, a more reliable wide receiver one for him. And I totally agree. Des Bryant has been having injury problems the last few years. He's got the drop skis. He doesn't have those short hands like a lot of receivers in the NFL. He's got that big name tag. Of course, that's what happens when you go to the Cowboys and with Jerry Jones. He just loves those big names that really don't produce that much, just like Tony Romo. I'm definitely trading Des Bryant if possible. All right, Jeremy Hill. It's questionable. You know, I wouldn't even draft Jeremy Hill. Uh, I stay away from him every year. You never know what you're going to get. One week he puts up big numbers. Next week is Gio Bonnie Bernard's week. You know, I, I would try to definitely trade him. If I have to, I'm keeping him. I, I wouldn't drop him. He's not even on my radar to drop somebody like Jeremy Hill. But definitely a trader. Uh, I'm a keep. I, I'm, I'm a big uh, believer in Jeremy Hill. I think uh, his first couple of weeks on the scene, he was actually putting up some quality fantasy numbers. But I think the problem he had was he got injured last week. Nobody knew about it. He tried to play through it, and he got injured even more during the game. So it was it was Geo's start to the beginning of the game because they knew he got hurt at practice. It went it went un you know unspoken, uh, and then he tried to come in and got hurt again. It looks like he's he's all right this week. I think he's going to get back into his uh, his his starting role, and and I like him. I keep rolling with him. I think he's an RB two. Let's talk about a wide receiver from the Arizona Cardinals. Everyone's talking about Larry Fitzgerald, but the other receivers. Let's talk Michael Floyd. Paul, what do you what do you think about Michael Floyd? 
Uh, this might come as a huge surprise to people, but I, I dropped Michael Floyd. Like it's hot. I have absolutely no interest in him. I think he's completely uh, useless and for fantasy value. They're overstaffed right now in the wide receiver with Brown coming on. And, uh, and Fitzgerald just always Fitzgerald. Um, they're struggling at the quarterback right now. They're not getting him enough balls. Uh, David Johnson's catching a lot more passes out of the backfield for that offense. I, I see no value whatsoever in Michael Floyd. And really, I kind of hate his guts simply because he's from Notre Dame. Notre Dame guy. Hold on to him as long as you can. Yeah, he's definitely not a drop. Like it's hot. You're a crack if you're saying drop this guy. Michael Floyd's solid. Carson Palmer and the offense really hasn't come around yet this year. They're definitely going to come around. Look at the numbers they put up last year. Definitely keep Michael Floyd. He's going to come around. You know, definitely don't drop him. He might be trade bait. Joe Cavistons of the league that love the, the Notre Dame guys. But other than that, he's a keeper. Trade him. Don't drop him. Like it's hot. If you have a couple dum-dums in your league that like Notre Dame and you can trade them, I'm with you on that. But not every league has a, has a caveat the producer in the, the league that just takes every Notre Dame guy. That wins the league. But and if I, you have it's a couple dum-dums in the league that droppable. are just going to drop, like it's hot. Beast drop them. Go pick them up. Drop them. <laughs> All right, let's, uh, let's talk Deshaun Jackson. He hasn't gotten much uh, love lately. What do you guys think about that? Uh, I think Deshaun Jackson, he might be actually droppable. Like it's hot. There are too many mouths to feed there with Crowder coming on this year, pretty heavy. You got Jordan Reed catching a ton of targets every week. You also have Pierre Garçon. Deshaun Jackson's one of those boomer bust guys. He's going to put up 100 yards with three receptions and, and a touchdown. Or he's going to get five targets and 17 yards with just one catch. Deshaun Jackson is definitely a trade guy. I would drop him if no one's willing to bite on a trade. But at this point, you can't start him. Well, if I'm on drugs because I'm dropping Michael Floyd, then I bought my drugs in Dum Dum Town, and you're the mayor. Because who in the hell drops Deshaun Jackson? He's the only offensive threat on that team uh, that, that can actually go along. Who else? What's with PR Garcon with his little five-yard, ten-yard slants? Jamison Crowder's been Jamison Crowder hasn't done anything in two weeks other than a punt return. Deshaun Jackson, Gruden admitted that they have not gotten the ball to him enough, and they were going to start throwing the ball to him more and more and more. I promise you this. Keep Deshaun Jackson. Listen, in the next three weeks, you will be rewarded for listening to Paul, who actually knows what the hell he's talking every about. Every coach says that about their big-time player that isn't getting the ball enough. We got Big-time player. You just you said that. It. You heard that You're about, so dumb. You you heard that about that. Golden Tate. You just said big-time player. You heard that player. about Des Bryant. The coaches say this just to keep them so happy. End of the day, they're not getting the ball anymore. They're past their prime. No, the first of all, Gruden said that Deshaun Jackson has to deserve to get the ball more, meaning that he doesn't deserve to get the ball right now. That's why he's not getting the ball. However, to Paul's point, Deshaun Jackson's receptions are going to go through the roof right now with Jordan Reed being out with the concussion and You're maybe brain dead week. at this point. You're talking one week. Uh, I don't know. Who knows? Jordan, Jordan Reed might for six weeks. With he might retire. Problems, but let's not talk about Jordan Reed. He's not worth our time. Deshaun Jackson is 100% keepable. As a matter of fact, I put him as a wide receiver three in almost every format. Do not drop Deshaun Jackson. Hopefully I play if you, you do drop you Deshaun start. Jackson, please do me a favor. Tweet Tom at, uh, what's your tweet? P-Lip underscore the P-A-S. Tweet me all day. I'll yeah, take those tweet questions. Tweet the hate. All right, Deshaun Jackson's great, and if anybody wants him, he's up for trade in our league, so just so you guys know. So last one here. Theo Riddick. This one Paul. shouldn't cause any controversy. Paul. This one's you. Theo Riddick. Well, Tommy and I, if you guys follow us on Twitter, we got into this, uh, this debate on uh, Monday or Tuesday when it was announced that Justin Forsett was uh, was going to be picked up there. So when he got signed, I 100% told everybody, you need to start looking for trade bait right now with Theoretic. Get Theoretic off your team. 
His value is going to decrease by probably at least 20%. He is no longer going to be the first and second down back. He will continue his role as the third down catching back. But the 15 to 17 points he's been putting up a week this year are going to probably drop to under 10. Just my opinion, but I'm telling you right now, if you have Theo Riddick on your team, go find some go find some uh, some trade baiters and get rid of them. Again, if you knew what you were talking about, Theo Riddick was drafted in league this year, not as a starting running back, but as your second, third down catchback on the backfield. He, you, you shouldn't have expected huge numbers out yeah, of him. But you're getting huge numbers out of him, so while you have he, value, he two, trade him. He, he had two you can big trade weeks. him now. You can trade him now. Weeks, he had two big weeks. You can trade Other him now for a much. You can trade him now for a much better value than you could have the day after draft. Why not trade him for that value? He's putting up points. He's we, not going to be doing that much had, longer. He has 27 fantasy points. Yeah, but my point being is that people see him. They know what he's done the last two weeks. He just had two touchdowns, right, last week? Two more touchdowns. Trade him while you get some value. Because I, I tell you now, by week nine, he has no value except Keep what he had at the Keep him, start him after flex you, every week. Notre Dame guy. Keep him. Dumb dumbs. All right, a little housekeeping real quick. Tonight's show is brought to you by the Leonard Theater in Scranton, Pennsylvania. Coming December 11th. Don't You don't want to miss this one. Headstrong, they'll take you on. Trapped. Coming to downtown Scranton. Live music returns to Scranton. Again, December 11th. Trapped. At the Leonard Theater. Do not miss it. We know Pete Nakaninski won't. Let's start our Master Trader segment. We're going to get some questions from our Twitter followers and some emails that we received regarding some trades. I'm going to swing it over to Paul and Tom, and they're going to discuss it more. You don't have to lie, though. Why you put trader in your Insta bio? Don't make you a trader because you got to free piece in your shoes and you're weak with your tylo. These wannabe traders need to stop and pose. Hey, guys. This is, uh, this is probably our favorite segment here at the Point After Show. This is where we take some of our followers on Twitter and the email. We just go over whatever we're trying to do to help you guys with some of these trades that you've been proposed or you're thinking about proposing to people. We're going to start with our first one. It's Ryan in Miami. Ryan asked, um, he's been asked to give up Michael Crabtree and Cameron Artis Payne for Allen Robinson. What do you guys think of that? I'm going to keep Crabtree and Artis Payne. Crabtree has emerged as the number one receiver in one of the best pass offenses in the NFL right now. Plenty of touchdowns, plenty of targets. Cameron Artis Payne is just icing on the cake. You know, what's he going to do? Only back up Jonathan Stewart when he's out. Unless something happens and he's out for again this season, I, I, he's mute point at this point. I'm going to say keep Crabtree and Artis Payne and uh, don't take that trade. Um, I'm going to disagree, obviously, like we always do. Crabtree, in my opinion, is a wide receiver too on most league formats. Cameron Artis Payne is not even he, – he's a backup. So ultimately, you're talking about trading Michael Crabtree for Allen Robinson. So for me, I'm going to trade a wide receiver two, and I'm not taking anything from Crabtree. He's solid. But you're going to get a wide receiver one out of Allen Robinson. So I'll take that trade all day long. Uh, go with Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson really hasn't lived up to the hype this year. Michael Crabtree, like I said, is emerged. Neither has Jamal Charles. You like him? We're not talking about Jamal just, Charles right You're talking now. about living up to hype. We're, we're not hyping anybody. We're so talking about early Crabtree. in the season, let's stick, Allen let's Robinson. Stick to this early in the season. Crabtree and Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson. Again, early in the Crabtree season, he had a great game machine, last. And Derek Carr loves slinging his direction. Like I said, I'm going to go with Michael Crabtree in this. Keep what you have. I'm staying with Crabtree, too, for this trade. I'm trying to sell Crabtree. Bunch of homers. I'm trying to sell Crabtree real high, but not for this. That's not that's not worth the trade. You can get more for Crabtree than that. I disagree. How are you going to get more than Allen Robinson? I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying it's a terrible trade by any means, but 
you know, Allen Robinson and Blake Bortles really haven't connected like they did last season when he put up double-digit touchdowns. I just I just don't see the value in Allen Robinson this year. Like I said, the Jaguars haven't been playing up to their standards. I just keep Crabtree at this point. If something changes down the road, maybe make the trade then. But I was going to say, I, I, I kind of agree with Paul here. I, I like Allen Robinson. He seems to be the main guy. Allen Hearns hasn't done shit this year, really. Uh, Julius Thomas, you never know what he, you're going to get out of him. He's out one week. In one week, you, you don't know. Allen Robinson is the guy in, in, as a receiver catching catching passes in Jacksonville. So I, I like him. Crabtree, I think the best has passed. I think his numbers are going to start fading. And Cameron Art is fading. Jonathan Stewart's coming back this week. I, I, I'd go with Allen Robinson. Yeah, I think you've seen the ceiling for Crabtree. I think you're yet to see the ceiling for Robinson. I, guys, it's a uh, Ryan, it's a it's a split vote here. Tom and Cavi are stick with Crabtree. Uh, Eddie and I are go Allen Robinson. So. And I just want to let you know that Cavi and I both have fantasy championships in the Lipko's Legends. They I only have one fantasy championship between the two of them. So go with Cavi and myself and go with the Crabtree. And I Tommy and I both had Crabtree on yeah, our team this year. There you go. They both had Crabtree. One drafted him, one traded for him, so there's no bias there. Let's move on. Uh, we had a Twitter question from at Pats are dope. He would looking to give up Steve Smith and get Jamal Charles. Not yep. the biggest Jamal Charles guy, but that yep. is a no-brainer. Absolutely get that trade. If some dum-dum is willing to give you that trade, take it. Agreed. At this I don't point, know what's with honestly. dum-dum tonight. You're trying to like dum-dum. Trying I'm, to get I'm that. Coining that. Coining I'm coining that. that bitch. Dum-dum. I'm going to have to talk to Jonathan Palmer on yeah. that. Dum-dum. I think he was the originator of the dum-dum. I don't know who that is, but, but you're just dum-dum. go with... <laughs> Jamal Charles, for sure, in this trade. Yeah, go yeah, Charles. All right, that was an easy one. Let's move on to another Twitter question from at Harb. He is asking, should he give up Marvin Jones for Matt Forte? Tommy, I know you're a big Forte guy. What do you think? Ah, this one hurts me because I love Matt Forte. He's not producing this year, especially Eric Decker going down. Maybe his production comes up, gets a little more uh, in the receiving area. But Marvin Jones has been solid this year. Matt Stafford loves his sling. He's emerged as the number one over Golden Tate. I'm definitely going with Marvin Jones, especially with Ebron week to week. Is he playing? Is he not? He's always hurt. Definitely go with Marvin Jones. I kind of agree. Um, Matt Forte, he has his good weeks. He has his bad weeks. It's been New York Jets have have been down a lot. Uh, They don't really seem to be running the ball late. So I would go Marvin Jones. He seems to be getting a lot of the targets. Like like Tom said, Golden Tate and Eric Ebron, you can't really depend on them too much, though. But they do have Theo Riddick there in the backfield catching those balls. Just an FYI. Cavi? I'm going uh, I'm going to go with Matt Forte. Stick with him. The Jets have to change something around down there. So just to be different, I'm going to go with Forte. Yeah, I, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm Marvin Jones. Marvin Jones is the number one receiver. Matt Forte is is technically over the hill for running backs right now. He's, he's, he's a little banged up. The Jets offense is completely undefined right now uh go with Matt marvin jones i think that's a three to one vote for marvin jones let's move on uh we got an email from mark from new york city mark asks uh should he give up carson wentz and julian edelman for Derek carr and dante moncrief a side note on this is he tells me he's trying to upgrade his quarterback situation right now and his current wide receivers are jarvis landry uh, Manuel sanders and d hops what do you guys think oh, i take that trade definitely then if, if- you're, you already have Landry, a target machine, Emmanuel Sanders, target, and receiving yards, touchdowns. DeAndre Hopkins has kind of been a buster this year, but Derek Carr, Oakland, they're just slinging the ball all over the place. We talked about this a few minutes ago with Michael Crabtree. Dante Moncrief's going to be back in a few weeks. Philip Dorsett really didn't do anything coming here when he had his time to shine. So I definitely think Moncrief's going to be the number two behind T.Y. Hilton. 
catching a ton of balls when he gets back and healthy. So, yeah, I, I definitely take that trade, Derek Carr and Dante Moncrief. I agree. I think with Gronk back, I, I, we talked about this uh, on Monday night's podcast, I think Julian Edelman, I don't think he's going to get as many targets. Carson Wentz, he, he's up and down every week. Um, you know, he has uh, Jordan Matthews to throw to, but other than that, not much. I, I definitely like the Derek Carr, Dante Moncrief. In this, in this trade. I'm going Derek Carr and Moncrief too. Mostly because I think we talk a lot about real-life good football players versus fantasy good football players. Carson Wentz having a great rookie season as a real-life football player. He hasn't really been lighting the boards up um, as far as fantasy goes. He's been solid, not going that. What you hold for every couple weeks, a 30-point game or whatever. It's just not happening from him. He's going to be a 16-20 to 20 point guy every week in and out. So he's solid, reliable, but I'm, I'm going with uh, Derek Carr, whose defense stinks, and he's going to have to sling the ball every single week. If you're looking to upgrade your quarterback, you're definitely going to do it there. All right, Paul. I'm, uh, I'm actually going to disagree with all three of you guys. I'll be the lone guy here. I think that uh, the Carson Wentz-Julian Edelman trade for Derek Carr and Moncrief is not an upgrade whatsoever for him. I don't think that Derek Carr is a, a huge upgrade at quarterback. Personally, what I would suggest doing, with based on the wide receivers that you said, I would try to trade D-Hops. Use his name. Get, some, get a real quarterback. Take D-Hops, go try and trade for a QB1. See if you can get someone to give up uh, a Big Ben or or a um, or a Breeze or even Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers right now would be a good snatch up for D-Hops, I think. Um, no that's going to make opinion. that trade. Oh, yeah, absolutely. D-Hop for Aaron Rodgers straight up. You can what, what throw Carson, Carson, you Carson Wentz and, and DeAndre Hopkins for Aaron Rodgers. What, 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 what leagues do you play absolutely. other than our fantasy league? Oh, I guess I don't play in any, right? I guess. I don't know who else you're playing with. I, I'm in three leagues. You want to know all my records or just the one? Oh, I'm sorry. I mean, what's your record this year? I'm two and three right now. Oh, good, good record. That's what's great. your in the other one? Two and three also? Perennial. Okay. Anyway, let's keep moving. Uh, how about Jeremy from Palo Alto, California? <laughs> Jeremy's our first millionaire listener. Yeah, Palo Alto. Uh, Jeremy asks, uh, should he give up Doug Martin for Odell Beckham? And I say Yes. Absolutely. Actually, there's going to be no discussion. <laughs> yeah, there's no discussion yeah. even well, going to happen. Take well, it, well, Jeremy. In fairness, in fairness, it's not completely crazy. Doug Martin is coming off his bye, and if you look at his matchups, he is favorable with his – he's got some juicy matchups for it's, running back. I wish then, this was a video podcast because then you could just see my stare at Paul. Like, Yeah, he's definitely put a hole for me. But Odell Beckham – I mean, hey, listen, I'm an Odell Beckham guy. I drafted him second in our, in our league this year. Not living up to his potential. But Doug Martin has a juicy matchup. Sims is now in the IR. It's not horrible if you need a running back. It's not as horrible as it looks on paper. I'll just say that. Me, I still no, stay go with Odell Beckham. Let me break this down for Jeremy real quick since he's from Palo Alto. So, Jeremy, six years ago, somebody offered you some stock of Twitter, and you said no, you didn't think it was going to take off. That would be the same thing as not trading Doug Martin for Odell Beckham when you're getting the chance. I have no idea what that means. Me neither. But I would take OBJ Smart as well. Talk. I would take OBJ as well. There's nothing else we need to talk I, I about. I don't think so either. All right, let's take our last one, last email of the day. Uh, we got Nick <clears throat> from Chicago. Nick in the windy. Chicago. Chicago. The Bears. All right, uh, enough of that crap. <laughs> anyway, uh, Nick asks, hey, can I? Uh, should I give up Jarvis Landry, David Johnson, and Christine Michael for Mike Evans and Todd Gurley? Absolutely. He's in a 16-man full PPR league. <clears throat> My answer to that is very, very simple. Absolutely not. Do not give up David Johnson. Jarvis Landry is a freak of nature in a one-point PPR league. Uh, who cares about Kristen Michael? He's he's there as a backup. Starter. He's a starter, but he's a backup on most teams. Uh, if Here's have, the thing. David Johnson is going to score the same amount of he's points a stud. as you do not trade Mike David Evans Johnson. and Todd Gurley pretty much. Every so whatever points you're going to lose for 
just giving him up between that and Gurley, you're not going to gain with Mike Evans over Lane. Keep what you have. Run with it. I know Landry had a rough week last week, but David Johnson's putting up numbers every week. Lane, Seattle's Evans coming off a bye. Christine Michael is going to do solid things coming up. I know Rawls might mix it up, but definitely keep what you have. I'm going to sit on uh, David Johnson and Christine Michael because, he might like that. well, he might not like it. But I'm going to sit on those two and hold them there because you're in a 16-man PPR league. So you're giving away two of your running backs for one running back. You're not picking up anything on the waiver, probably. It's not complete trash. So that's my take on it. Yeah, hold that trade. Yeah, I said absolutely, but I meant the totally opposite. I think you, you keep, uh, especially David Johnson and Jarvis Landry, they're, they're just, if you're in a PPR league, they're just catch machines. All right, guys, that's it for this one. Uh, if you guys have more, please feel free to hit us up on Twitter or send us an email at thepointaftershow at gmail.com, and we'll love to answer more of these trade questions online. Uh, we're going to do a little homage to our hometown area. Even though we're the four of us are now based in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, we're all from the city of Carbondale, Pennsylvania, which is in northeastern Pennsylvania. Based on our hometown area's unique pronunciation of the words that begin with T-H, to that rule in Hainabonics, instead of saying several, we say couple to a tree, usually meaning beers. Couple to tree. Tree is an example of a synonym in Hainabonics, which is a word that looks like another one, sounds like another one, is spelled like another one, but means something completely different. Tree could be a thing that grows in the woods, or the number of wise men that went to see the baby Jesus. Honor of Nipah. Let's do our tree to one segment. Okay, in a PPR league, wide receiver three or flex, Cole Beasley at Green Bay or Jeremy Curley at Buffalo? Who would you start? Three, two, one, and go. I'm going to go with Cole Beasley because he's been on Dak Prescott's radar for the past few weeks. You look over this week, the San Francisco 49ers are turning away from Blaine and going with their man, Colin Kaepernick. So I don't know the chemistry that Kaepernick and Curley are going to have. I definitely will go with Cole Beasley this week to start him. Now it's my turn here, so I'm going to go tree two one and ask Paulie Bag of Walnuts a little question that might irk him because I know he hates the guy every single year. So, Paulie, tree two one. does Matty Ice finish as the best fantasy quarterback this season? No, absolutely not. Uh, it has nothing to do with the fact that I hate him. Um, that has a little to do, actually, I lie. A little to do with the, the fact that I'm, I have a fantasy hatred for him. Uh, but he doesn't finish as the, the top quarterback. If you remember last year, they started off 5-0 and last year. He was top quarterback through the first five games last year. He faded off. This year, I picked Big Ben to be the top quarterback in fantasy points. So up to me now, I'm going to go tree 2-1, and I'm going to go tree 2-1 to Cavi. And uh, Cavi, my tree 2-1 to you is who is going to be the best running back rest of season? Between David Johnson or Zeke Elliott? Tree, two, one. Zeke Elliott, based on the number of carries he's going to get against the teams he's going to play, I think that Elliott's basically becoming the focal point of Dallas's offense. David Johnson's still going to kill it every week for you. You have nothing to worry about. But I think Zeke's going to just run away with the season. So I'm not really that concerned if I'm a Zeke owner versus a David Johnson owner. You're going you're gonna to run away either way and have tons of points. So I'm going to go tree, two, one over to Eddie. So, Ed, you got Eddie Royal. Golden Tate and Robert Woods this week. You got two spots. Who are you playing? Who am I playing? Well, I have Golden Tate on my bench in like four different leagues. I'm only in three. Um, so I would have to say Golden Tate just because. And I don't like Eddie Royal. 
I really don't. I think now that Cameron Meredith is there, he's taken a lot of targets and, and he has a focus on him that Brandon Hoy- or Brian Hoyer has given him. Who was the third guy? Robert Woods. Robert Woods. I do like Robert Woods. So I would start Robert Woods and Golden Tate this week. Robert Woods, I mean, without Sammy Watkins, there's really no one there besides uh, Charles Clay. So I think I think Tyrod Taylor is going to be looking for Robert Woods. God, I wish I were playing you this week. Too bad you are. I can't believe you still have Golden Tate. Hey, I, I would start him as I flex this week. I'm just saying. That's That was our 3-2-1 three, three, segment. All right, next is our over-under segment. I'm going to throw out a couple fantasy football players, and I'm going to ask the group here whether or not they are going to score above or below the point total that I give the certain player. I'm going to go out and say, and I, this is this is from an average of three different uh, polls that I've that I've looked at online. So this is just the, the numbers that I'm given are just a, an average of what's out there. Ezekiel Elliott at Green Bay, 14 total fantasy points, over or under? I'm going to say under. Green Bay's rush defense has been one of the best in the NFL this year. Zeke is definitely going to have his carries, but I think they're going to bottle him up early. I say under 14 fantasy points. I'm going to – that's a really good number. I think 14 is pretty, pretty tight number there. I'm going to actually say under also, partially because I'm playing against him this week in our league, but also I agree with Tommy. Green Bay's uh, defense is, is pretty good, and I think they're going to have to throw the ball. All right, uh, let's go to the quarterback position here. Matt Ryan at Seattle. 17 points. Under. Over, under. Under. It's it's Matty Ice. I love getting his name called towards me all the time. Seattle's defense is still solid. I don't see them putting up uh, I think it's a low-scoring game, and I think Matty Ice gets under 17 points. I'm going to disagree here. I'm a Matty Ice believer this year. Matty Ice is going to score over 17 points. You look at uh, what he did this year, putting up numbers every single week. I'm not afraid who he's playing. He's going to put those numbers up. I think he's matured as a quarterback, a player in the NFL. All right. Uh, this guy's been off and on all year. Alshon Jeffrey, question mark. Home against Jacksonville, 12 fantasy points, over or under? This one all depends whether or not he's Brian Hoyer's man this week. Brian, Homer came, Brian Hoyer came out and said he's not going to force it to Alshon Jeffrey. Who's who's going to be the man? He's, he's definitely dishing the ball out a ton, getting over 300 yards a week and passing. I definitely think, what was the number, Ed? 12. This is going to be Alshon's week. I think he's going over 12. Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna also go over here. I think Alshon catches a touchdown this week. All right, Tom Brady, home against Cincinnati, 22 points. Wow, Ed, these are some really good numbers here. Tom Brady, over 22 points against Cincinnati. Uh, I think Tom is just, uh, he's... he's He's back to light the NFL up. I'm gonna I'm gonna probably put him slightly above 22. Yeah, this one's up in Foxborough too. I'm gonna take the under. I think the Bengals were embarrassed last week by the Dallas Cowboys. Jack Prescott had big numbers, but he also had some rushing TDs. We all know that Tom Brady doesn't do that unless he's diving in over the one yard line. I think the Bengals' pass defense steps it up this week in a big way. I'm gonna say under 22 fantasy points. I'm I'm agreeing with Paul right here. I think he's gonna put up at least 30. That's just my opinion. I think he's going over 30, to be <laughs> honest with you. Okay. And I know that this is a high number. This is a, a number that I was kind of shocked by. LaShawn McCoy, home against San Francisco, 18 fantasy points. I'm going to say under because he's on my fantasy team, and I don't want to put the hex on him by saying over. So I'm going to say under, but I'm going to say slightly under. He is the he's the bell cow for that team. San Fran's defense is 
poop, and I think he's he's going to be slightly under. I, I'm going to say 17, so under 18. I'm going to go over on this one. Uh, LaShawn McCoy is averaging 19 fantasy points a week in our league. He's definitely going to go over that. San Francisco, like Paul said, their defense is poop, so I don't know why he would go under. I'm going to definitely say he's going I told over you why. Because he's on team. <laughs> and I didn't want to put the hex on myself. Yeah. All right, another guy that's Cincinnati, New England game again, A.J. Green, over under 15 points. This one's tricky. The Bengals' defense plays well. I think the score is going to be a lot lower than people predict in this one. You said 18 fantasy points? 15. 15 fantasy points? I'm going to say that A.J. Green goes over 15 fantasy points. I think he's going to have about 70 yards and a touchdown, which puts him pretty freaking close to that number already. A couple catches if you're in PPR. If you're in a PPR league, he's going to hit the over. If you're not in a PPR league, he's going to hit the under. I'm going to go under. You said, what was the number again? 15 points. 15, that's what I thought. I'm going to yeah. go under. New England has, I believe it's the fourth best pass defense against uh, fantasy wide receivers. I'm going under. All right, last one. Ryan Matthews at Washington Redskins. 12 fantasy points. Over or under? I'm going to actually say over here. I think it's going to be slightly over. I think he probably gets himself a, a, a touchdown, maybe 40, 50 yards on the ground, maybe a catch or two. But I think he'll be over that number just slightly. I'm going to actually disagree with that one. I'm going to say under, and I'm going to make a bold prediction here. I'm going to say Darren Sproles actually has more fantasy points than Ryan Matthews this week. I like it. And I'm going to go with under for Ryan Matthews. All right. We have one segment left. We will not witness this anymore. This is the end for you, my friend. All right. This is our final point segment. I'm going to start off and lead us with the, the top fantasy point scorer for quarterback. Drew Brees, my man, home against Carolina. In the two games at home this year so far, Drew Brees has thrown for over 800 yards and seven touchdowns, which is straight up stupid. Playing the Panthers defense just uh, let Matt Ryan throw for 500 yards and four TDs two weeks ago. Matt, Matty Ice is no Drew Brees. My prediction is that Drew Brees throws for 375 and three TDs, and that is my Lord, Savior, Breezes Christ Almighty, and can I get an amen? Amen! So I'm going to take running back this week, and I'm going with my man from the Pittsburgh Steelers, Le'Veon Bell. It's his third game back at the Dolphins. He's averaged 38% of all total yardage on the offensive side of the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm going to say he goes for 150 yards and two touchdowns. I'm going to take the wide receivers this week, and of course, I'm also going to stay with the Pittsburgh Steelers, because how do you go away from these two guys as a combo? But Antonio Brown is going to shred Miami. You heard it on the injury report. We got Ben, we got Coates out possibly this week, or at least injured enough to where he's not going to be that much of a threat like last week. Antonio Brown is going to go bananas, ham. All right, I'll go with the tight ends. If you play any tight end that's not on New England this, this week, you're kind of a dummy. I'm going to go Martellus Bennett over the Gronk. I think Gronk's going to get a ton of yards, but I think Bennett's just the new touchdown machine, and I think he's going to have another two to three touchdowns this week. Right from Brady. Brady's playing with the vengeance. He's got something to prove to Goodell. And uh, so, yeah, Martellus Bennett, he's your man. Thanks for tuning in to the Point After Show. You can reach, reach us on Twitter at, Tom, what's your, what's your Twitter handle? TLIP underscore the pass. Paul, what's yours? I'm Paul underscore the PA show. Cabby. I don't know. You're it's not- something like Cabby underscore the PAS, I believe. That works. I don't think- He's a big Twitter guy. I might have the show in there as well. Big Twitter guy. Maybe catch him on, uh, on, on what, Tinder? Grinder. Grinder. Tinder. Or, or, or you can just tweet our, our, Swipe our show. Swipe right. 
at Point After Show. Or you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram. We're, we're on everything. Swipe right for Cavi. <laughs> Swipe left for me. Actually, nah, I'm not going to stay with them. I got an eagle on my arm. I'm a patriot. I'm going to stay right here. I ain't living in fear. With my people who are Muslims, Mexican, and queer. And we ain't going to let you fuck up for years. Ain't